Hey guys, welcome to Living Life Unapologetically with me, Miss Big Stick. Fending is like opening doors to various rooms within your life. When we express our frustrations and emotions, we are inviting others into our personal spaces. However, not everyone who walks through those doors has our best interests at heart. Some may enter with curiosity, seeking to gossip, or spread our vulnerabilities like wildfire. It is crucial to be discerning about who we allow into these emotional spaces, ensuring that they are trustworthy, confidants, rather than potential sources of harm. Choosing our confidants wisely protects the sanctity of our venting, preserving its intended purpose of release and emotional healing. Hey guys, welcome to Momversations, letting it out versus figuring it out. Both venting and seeking advice are essential tools for wives and mothers like us to navigate their roles effectively. So whereas venting helps process emotions and provides emotional support, seeking advice offers potential solutions and new perspectives to improve their situations and decision-making. So balancing when to vent and when to seek advice is key to maintaining emotional well-being and fostering healthy relationships. Stay with me. So venting and asking for advice are actually very different things. So when you're feeling overwhelmed, you're frustrated, you're stressed out, it's essential for us to have a safe space for us to express our emotions without being judged. Venting allows them for us to release our feelings, talk about our challenges that we're facing in our roles as moms or wives, and to find, a, and to find an emotional relief. So this may involve discussing a difficult day, expressing concern about family dynamics, or sharing personal struggles. You know, it, it sometimes it's just needing that ear. Asking for advice is actually seeking advice. It's about actively looking for suggestions or solutions to a specific issue related to whatever it could be. It could be involving seeking advice on managing time, handling parenting challenges, nurturing relationships, or making important family decisions. So those are two very different things. Venting, just needing to talk. Asking for advice is actually looking for something to fix a specific problem, okay? Letting it out, the power of venting. So the significance of having a safe space for us as wives and mothers to vent our emotions without judgment is extremely important because having that safe space allows us to release pent up emotions and frustrations. So being able to express our feelings is vital for our mental and emotional well-being. It offers a sense of relief and release from the stresses of daily life. So like, just in my mind right then, I get this example of being a stay-at-home mom. Being a stay-at-home mom is really emotionally hard. So we already know it's kind of physically draining, but emotionally draining, it's really hard. And I know that like, I am so thankful to have been able to be at home while the kids were at home. And now I'm thankful that I get to take them to school and I get to pick them up from school and I get to have that ability to do that is I'm thankful for it, but that doesn't mean that I don't get to say it is hard. It is hard. 
Okay. You're with kids all day long. And at the end of the day, you just want an adult conversation. That's also an example of venting. I just need an adult conversation. Someone to just talk back and that understands what I'm talking about. (laughs) Being able to vent also can reduce stress and anxiety. So when an individual can freely express their emotions without the fear of judgment, it reduces stress and anxiety levels. So knowing there's a non-judgmental space to share their feelings helps alleviate the emotional burden that they may carry. That also can fit within men as well. I feel like they're always told, don't do this or don't talk about that. And that's a whole another conversation for another day. It also promotes mental health. So having that safe space promotes better mental health by encouraging open communication. So if we suppress our emotions, it can have a major adverse effect on our mental well-being. We know that. So having that outlet for expression can contribute to a healthier mind. Um, It can strengthen our relationships. So creating that judgment-free zone fosters trust and strengthens relationships Wives and mothers who feel heard and supported in their emotional expressions are more likely to have deeper connections with their confidence or their confidants. (laughs) I love that word. I don't know why, which positively impacts their relationships. If you have that one friend that you thoroughly trust with everything in your well-being, does that not bring you closer together? Right? That's what that means. It improves problem solving by having that safe space to vent. We can gain clarity on other issues. Verbalizing concerns often, often helps in structuring thoughts and enables them to better analyze their problems and potentially find effective solutions that I do this. I talk out loud a lot and just talking out. I'll just be like, Hey, I'll just call. Hey, I just need to talk something out for a minute. Okay, cool. I got time. What you got? And I will literally just talk about something that I'm trying to figure out. And it could be the placement of a living room furniture. (laughs) Sometimes just talking it out loud, you're actually able to just figure it out on your own. Just having that ear to be like, hey, just listen to this for a minute. Um, It encourages healthy communication patterns because when you have that non-judgmental space, it can promote healthy communication. Wives and mothers like us learn to express themselves openly and honestly which can positively influence how they communicate in various aspects of their life. We've already talked about that, right? So it can also, um, establishing a safe space creates a supportive community. It allows us to connect with others who may share in similar, uh, similar experiences, providing a sense of camaraderie, <laughs> camaraderie. I can't say that. Community and support. Establishing a safe space creates a supportive community. It allows us to connect with others that may share similar experiences. So it gives you that reassurance that like we're not alone in the challenges that we're facing, right? Um, so it really is essential. But I want to, I want to talk about something with inventing. So give me, let me give you a few tips in finding healthy outlets for venting because we all want to, we all, or at least I do think of venting as just talking it all, laying it all out there, blah, 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 talking, but there are so many other ways that you can vent these emotions without words. So first is actually choosing that trusted confidant. 
confidant. I love that. Select an individual or individuals whom you trust and feel comfortable with. Whom you trust and feel comfortable with. That is huge. Okay. Remember, not everyone is out there to be, not everyone out there has your best interest at heart. So be very, very careful when using verbal venting. Um, these could be close friends or family members or support groups, or you can freely express yourself. Practice, um, practice active listening. So encourage active listening within your venting sessions and allow others to share their thoughts and opinions and emotions as well, creating a reciprocal and supportive exchange. So if you're talking to someone about um, something that's going on in your life that you're stressed out about, and they are also dealing with the same thing, give them the opportunity to talk about it as well. So that way you can reciprocate each other's emotions. Consider professional help. So when you're, when you're thinking about venting, therapists and counselors can provide a safe and confidential space for you to vent and work through your emotional challenges. This is what I ended up choosing after a while because seeking that professional help is a proactive way to manage your emotions effectively. Um, Another way that I noticed is that is, is engaging in creative outlets. You can actually express your emotions through creative activities like writing, art, music. Um, these outlets can offer a way to channel and process your emotions in a constructive and meaningful manner. I know a lot of people who will paint their houses when they're going through a lot. It's just an example. Like Adley, when she's going through a lot, hers is art. And so for me is to be supportive. If I can tell she's going through stuff, I'm like, Hey, your sketchbook and stuff is over there. I bought you some new pencils. Here's a sharpener. And it helps her physical exercise and movement that helps me now. Okay. Engaging in physical activities, such as jogging, yoga, dancing to release this built up tension and stress is um, you can use that exercise and it's an excellent way to channel emotions and energy. I can tell a huge difference when I work out and when I don't, I know it's the endorphins and it helps, but that's another way. Meditation and mindfulness, practicing meditation or mindfulness techniques to center yourself and gain clarity. These practices can help manage stress and emotions effectively. Another one is prayer is going to prayer and seeking um, advice and guidance and being able to vent there prayer a hundred percent. See, before I really started, when I decided that this is what I wanted to talk about and I started doing all of this research on how can I write this down and how can I, how can I help others and help myself in the same time? Because venting is something that I've always struggled with. And, um, I, I really did all of this research and I was like, gosh, there are so many other ways that you can get rid of these emotions other than just bull talking and blabbing it all to someone and hoping and praying that they don't go and tell everybody about how you feel. So I'd love to know, um, because you can respond to this, how you choose to get rid of these heavy emotions. I'd love to hear it. So all of that being said, that is healthy venting. You have to be very, very careful about negatively and not healthy venting. So you need to, if you choose to vent verbally, make sure that what you're talking about is something that 
isn't going to hurt another person. Honestly. Um, Another thing is the rumor mill. Venting about something you've heard about somebody else. This is something that I just honestly went through myself. I heard about another person, another couple's issues. And instead of being like, yeah, I don't really want to talk about somebody else's problems. I listened to it and then took it to someone else. Can you believe that they're going through this? I, I never thought that they would be going through this. It actually absolutely breaks my heart. Whereas I felt like, because I was talking about how I felt about what I heard, that it wasn't a negative thing. But I've been praying and talking about to um, myself and to and praying about, I want to have positive words, valuable words. And I've prayed for conviction, convention, convection, convection, convicted, convicted, convicted. Y'all, my words are not great today. I have prayed for God to convict me. When I am doing something that does not benefit myself or someone else or him. And I kid you not that when she reached out to me, I was like, Hey, I've heard you've kind of been talking about the situation. I think she really honestly expected me to be like, Oh, I've never, I have not talked about that. Oh, whoever said that is lying. I said, no, ma'am. I know exactly what you're reaching out to me for. This is what I said. And this is what I was talking about. And you are a hundred percent correct in being upset with me because when I heard about this, I should have straight up said, have you talked to her? You, maybe we shouldn't be talking about this. And as an adult, it sounds easy to be like, yeah, you're spreading rumors, but it's not when you're in the moment and you're listening and you're responding. It is just the same. And so I'm glad that she messaged me. I'm glad that she was like, Hey, I don't, I was convicted in that moment. And I feel that's the same with venting. So be very, very aware and careful when you choose to verbally express things that are really important or very personal, I should say. Because we can talk about things that we're dealing with at home and our own stressors and maybe not feeling like we're being heard. We can explain those things and we can vent about those things. We can even ask for help for those, right? But just keep in mind and keep that very thought out there that what you say can impact others, even if it's an emotional thing, right? Okay, so let's move on now that I've brought that out. So... There are benefits for family dynamics and personal sanity to being able to vent. And when I say vent, I'm not talking about verbally. I'm talking about all the different ways that we've talked about. You can enhance communication. It can help conflict resolutions. It can reduce tension and anxiety. It can give you a deeper understanding of yourself. It can improve mental health. And it helps with stress management. I've already broken those down. So the next thing I want to talk about is seeking solutions figuring it out and the wisdom in asking for advice. Okay. So when we're seeking advice for specific challenges that us as wives and mothers encounter in our roles, it holds immense value for various reasons. One is you can get diverse perspectives. So when you seek advice for 
something specific that we deal with. It, it, we can tap into a wide range of perspectives and experiences. This diversity enriches their understandings or our understandings of the issues at hand and helps us consider alternative solutions that we might not have even thought of otherwise. So the we're going to break down in a minute where we can find, um, where you can reach out for um, this advice. But I want to give you an example. So if, for example of a diverse perspective, I can be like, Hey, I've got a time management issue. All right. I can go on the internet. How can I manage my time better? I can go to TikTok and I can be like time management advice. And I can look at all these different things and then I can go, wow, this right here is really informative. I think this is going to work for me. I looked at six different things, but I know that one of them because of my ADHD is going to help me better than this, this person that doesn't have ADHD. Okay. So that's kind of that informed decision-making. So advice from trusted sources, it can equip us with information that's needed to make well-informed decisions. This ensures that decisions align with the best interest of our families and our own well-beings. Okay. Um, make sure that when you are getting informed decision, decision-making, you're also getting advice from someone that has the same belief structure as you. Not all of them, but m- most of them. Um, it's hard to ask advice about marriage from someone who's not married. Um, it's hard and not smart to get marriage advice from someone who's not married or parent advice from people who never had children, who are not parents, who have never raised a child. Okay. So keep that in mind as well. Skill enhancement. So getting advice often includes guidance on improving parental skills, time management, communication, and other essential aspects of our roles. Implementing this advice can lead to an enhanced capabilities and managing our family dynamics and responsibilities more effectively. I just broke that down too. Time, if we have better time management skills, we're going to be less stressed out because we're not running around. And I'll be honest, I recorded this episode three times and I didn't like it. And it, it stressed me out. But this, this right here, I just, I think I was really digging too deep in and trying to get everything super informative and da da da. And when I listened back, I was like, golly, Brittany, you sound super robotic. <laughs> and I hate that. I'm trying to figure out, y'all, I'm still in this process of trying to figure out how to give you well, good, like educated and advice also using personal experiences all together. It is, I'm still learning. Um, it can strengthen relationships. So seek advice, seeking advice fosters communication and collaboration, particularly within a family. It really encourages dialogue between partners and extended family, strengthening relationships, promoting supportive network, emotional support. It Advice seeking creates an an avenue for emotional support, sharing challenges, and receiving empathetic advice can provide comfort and assurance, making it easier to navigate difficult things and cope with emotional aspects of our roles. You can also get validation and confidence. Receiving advice that validates us as a wife and as a mother with these experiences and feelings that we feel, it boosts our confidence, reassuring us That our concerns are valid and they are shared by others. So it's reducing our feeling of isolation. 
I have an example of this. One of the main reasons I wanted to discuss this, this exact thing, was because a lot of us will hold on to our issues and our concerns and our, our, our emotional problems. We'll hold on to it until it is just non, like it's just not manageable or we are overwhelmed. And I had that happen just the other day. And when I was talking to her and she was telling me how she felt, I was like, why haven't you talked about this with me before? And her response literally was, is I didn't want to feel like a burden. And that absolutely breaks my heart because I know I've felt that way. And I know that there's other people that feel that way right now. And it breaks my heart because we are so busy taking care of our husbands and our children that we don't take care of ourselves mentally or physically. And it's okay to reach out and ask for advice. It's okay to call someone that you trust and say, Hey, I'm having a hard day. Can, can we talk for a minute? Can you just listen? It's okay to, to have that feeling. It's actually super normal. Is that weird for someone to tell you? We're crazy. And that's normal. <laughs> so, um, so continuous learning and growth. Asking for advice and actually seeking advice on something is a proactive approach to continuous learning. It encourages us to stay updated and evolving with parenting techniques, relationship techniques, and lifestyle changes. It fosters personal growth and adaptability. Even this podcast is continuing learning and growth for me because I want to be able to dig deep into the things that I have struggled with myself because I know there's other people that are struggling with this. Seeking advice for things like managing time, parenting advice, religious advice, relationship advice, there are things you can go and look up. How do I find advice? One, professional help, professional help, a therapist, a podcast, hello, books, websites. There are so many different ways that you can look in for advice, okay, on specific things. Honestly, it really depends on what you're seeking advice for because for me, having ADHD, time management is huge. There are actual resources for time management for ADHD. You just have to reach out for it. So there's all different ways, just depending on what you're looking for. Finding the balance between venting and seeking advice is really crucial for emotional well-being. You know, I, I, I did a lot of research on this topic because... I already told you I recorded this. This is my third time trying to record this episode because I would get so frustrated because I'm like, this seems so robotic. This seems so just information, just information. There's no personal, there's nothing personal about this. It just sounds awful because I really do want each of my episodes to be valued, to be valuable and not just be like, oh, okay, she just talked the whole time about herself or that was just full of key points and bulletins. Here's a breakdown how, of how to achieve this balance. So one was being self-aware. Just 
understanding your emotions and the purpose behind expressing them. Recognize whether you need to vent and release the emotion or if you actually need to seek guidance and potential solution to that specific problem. And then assessing the situation. Evaluate the situation and its impact on your emotions. Determine if this issue is within your control or if seeking advice could potentially help you and solution, find a solution or at least cope better. Identifying trusted confidants. Confidants. There's that word again. I'm sorry, guys. Choose individuals you trust to share your feelings with. Ensure they are reliable, empathetic, and capable of providing the type of support you need, whether it's an active listening or a constructive advice. Finding that person is so important. And if you have something that you want to talk about and you don't trust that person just a little bit or you really don't want this ever getting out because it could actually hurt somebody else the way you're feeling, maybe that is something that you should find that therapist or that trusted person that's legally bound to keep it on the download. Quiet that, okay? Um, Express clearly and responsibly. When you're venting, be clear about what's bothering you and how it makes you feel. Avoid venting in a way that may cause harm or unnecessary worry to others. Another really good one is set venting boundaries. Establish limits on the duration and frequency of venting sessions to prevent dwelling excessively on negative thoughts. Mindset is huge, guys. So here's something that I'm going to scroll off a little bit. But it, I feel like it comes together. I feel like it works. It's important. So one of the examples I may have used before already. I may not have. But I feel like it's important. If Here's an, here's an example. I wake up in the morning. Oh my God. I have to take a kid's school. I have to wake up. That sounds awful. Oh, I get to wake up today. And I get to take the kids to school. Do you see that one word? Just switching those, that one word in those two spots changed that entire thing from a negative to a positive. When you start really thinking positively, it actually does work and it matters and it affects the rest of your, your, your life. And I mean that. The whole day can be changed by just switching from, oh, I have to, to I get to. It's something that small. Anyways, that's just my little advice that I have noticed that does actually help. Seek advice effectively. When you're seeking advice, clearly articulate the problem or the concern that you have and specify the type of advice that you're looking for. So whether it's the practical solution, just emotional support, or a listening ear, clearly articulate that because it matters. You don't want to just a listening ear and have them trying to give you advice the whole time, right? So you articulate that clearly, it will set you up for a successful session. (laughs) Consider multiple perspectives. This right here. Gather advice from different sources to gain a broader perspective and evaluate each piece of that advice critically and determine if it's relevant to your solution and your values. That's big. It is really not all that smart to take parent advice from someone who does not have children who has never been in your in that situation before who's never raised children. And I'm not saying they have to deliver the baby and actually get to be able to give advice. I am saying who has never raised children. 
Just like you should never take marriage advice from someone who has never been married. (laughs) Keep that in mind. Take action and implement the solutions. After seeking the advice, take proactive steps toward implementing the suggested solutions or strategies. Act on the advice in a way that aligns with your goals and your circumstances. You should also reflect and learn. So you should reflect on the outcome of both venting and seeking advice, considering what worked well and what didn't. You need to use this reflection to refine your approach in the future and improve your emotional well-being, while also practicing gratitude. So regardless of whether you vent or seek advice, practice gratitude for the support and the insights that you've received. So gratitude helps maintain a positive outlook, contributing to a better emotional and emotional health. So if you sit there having this venting session with your, with your trusted confidant, um, really at the end, be thankful. Hey, I'm so thankful that you listen and you just gave me that ear that I just needed. That is so helpful. I feel so much better. So that ends on a positive note. So now you're not dwelling on that negative ending on that positive. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for that support today. That a little bit of advice really helped me or thank you for that advice. I'm really going to try to take that and see if it can help me in what I need so that we're not lying if it really didn't help, but you're giving that little positive twist to the end. So by being mindful and understanding these needs, really choosing the right support system and managing the way that you express these emotions, you can really strike a balance between venting, seeking advice, and promoting your emotional and well-being effectively. As we embrace this journey of finding balance, remember, you're, you're not alone. You're not the only one who has, has these types of feelings and these struggles. Let your heart guide your venting and seek wisdom in seeking advice. Embrace the beauty of both. For within this delicate dance, we find strength, understanding, and the power to navigate the beautiful chaos of life. Until next time, living life unapologetically. Remember, you've got this.